Okay, new year and also new chapter for Greenhouse. If you've just been listening and you didn't know, my company Greenhouse Coaching is behind this podcast. We're based in Richmond. We have team all over the country and now also in Canada and Spain going global. And so we have um, a lot of exciting work going on with different teams at companies, as well as all kinds of individuals just trying to figure out what's next in their life and career. And today I'm actually coming to you from our new office called Lost Office. And we want to tell you all about it in this episode and what it's all about. But to give you the quick version, it's a team deep workspace where teams can come together in person and experience a better way of working and get something important accomplished together. And so Greenhouse is partnered with Lost Office and we're we're working at it together because we're basically the coaches and facilitators on site for teams that come. And Christian and Mark, who are joining us today in this episode, are the founders and the visionaries behind the space, which has all kinds of cool stuff um, that they'll explain more about. And I wish you could see the space right now. I mean, you can go to lostoffice.co and see some of the photos. But we had an off, we had an open house the other day, kind of a sneak preview party for about 70 people. And it was fun because most of the people came in and their jaw hit the floor and they just said, oh my God, I had no idea. Like I knew this was cool, but wow, this is amazing. And it's because there's been so much thought put into the design. So shout out to Lisa Marco who designed everything about this place. Um, but there's different, there's, there's a lot of research and thought and neuroscience put into what the spaces are, how the spaces are designed, how there's a lot of plant life built in, the sounds and the smells and everything about it has been thought through. And so it, it really is true. You walk in and you your shoulders drop a little and you just feel more relaxed. This is a really fun episode because Greenhouse has relocated and is now at The Lost Office, which is a really cool place in Richmond, Virginia, we wanted to share about today. So we invited on Christian and Mark, the founders of Lost Office, and now our new um, daily buddies at work to just chat about what it is and why it exists, because I think it actually lines up really nicely with what leaders and teams are thinking about this year. How mm -hmm. do we adjust now to this new world of work? Yeah, and it definitely needs an explanation because you say lost office and all of a sudden people are like, okay, yeah. please tell me more. Yeah. So. so why don't you guys just introduce yourselves each and w share what this thing is? What is lost office? Happy to. Um, I am Christian Marco. Uh, one of the founders of Lost Office. And um, I mean, I'll go first, Mark, if you're cool yeah, with that. Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, Lost Office, people, first, first of all, the name. You know, what does it mean? I think for us, you know, even before things like pandemics, uh, the, ideal, the idea of that kind of utopian office experience has always been kind of out of reach of so many people. You know, people have vision of what it actually should be and how productive I should be. And uh, no one ever really feels like they've got it. So uh, this is that lost office that people are trying to find. So yeah. that's kind of where the name came from. I felt that right away, especially once it was finished walking in here, because in my time in big corporate world, I often would talk about and work on culture. And I, the top question that was always asked is like, what does good cu culture look like? And I always struggled with that because I didn't know how to define it, but I, I had a feeling or a sense of what it would be like. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't heard it explained that way, mm -hmm. but I think that was the same, the, the same feeling, like longing for it to just 
work better, feel different, be more collaborative, be more inspiring. Yeah. And, and just to maybe add to it, I mean, I think there's a difference to a degree in, you know, getting work done and people coming together to get work done, mm-hmm. you know, and we're trying to solve for the latter, which mm-hmm. is that we believe that um, people need the right kind of space with the right kind of support uh, and the right kind of tools and the right kind of gentle coaching design support to help uh, them create great collaborative experiences when people do come together. And mm-hmm. it's just something that's not available even in, uh, you know, broad corporate campuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and I'm going to ask you an interesting question, throw this one at you. Oh boy. I'd love for when, after you introduce yourself to tell yeah. me what lost office isn't. What it isn't. All right. Well, um, I am Mark Brown. That's a great question because I would say what it is not, I won't name names here, is um, what I would say I experienced probably for the first half of my career, which is what you think of as an office, as a cube or maybe an open space. Mm -hmm. And people telling you exactly kind of like how you're expected to work and behave in that space and just sort of all of these rules. It's not that. Like Christian was saying, it is intended to be a refreshing, vibrant, full of life with great people who treat each other well kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Right away, I think of it's not a co-working space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because as conversations have started around this community about it, that's the first thing people assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything you just described sounds like a cool, better co-working space. Right, because there's so many of those because out there. Those have popped up mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and, I've, you know, Especially since the documentary, everyone knows about WeWork. Mm-hmm. Um, so speak to that as well. What's the difference here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say the difference is in most co-working uh, environments, it's catered towards the individual. Uh, and to a degree, it, it creates a sense of community. It's a great place to go. Um, but in, in a lot of ways, it's replicating the same thing that someone who belongs to a corporation gets in a corporate environment, right? They get an office, they get some, you know, access to collaborative room spaces, those kinds of things. And we're more interested in teams and what teams need. And that's very different than what an individual needs. Um, so, uh, the big difference here is uh, you come into a space like the one we're sitting in today, and this is designed to give everything that a team might need in a day, uh, two days, a week, uh, to work well together, to feel uh, detached from the the distractions and the interruptions that they would get on campus uh, so that they can actually spend time together, uh, connect better together, and get more work done. I'd add to that too, as at the end of the day, our mission and hope is that um, your mission while you're here is successful. So unlike a, t- a traditional co-working space, we're incredibly interested in, in why you're here, what's the conversation you're going to have, and as much as we can be helpful to make sure that you get the outcome that you're trying to go for, and even the deliverables and things like that out of the conversation, your experience, we want to make sure that that occurred, then it wasn't just show up and have hospitality, but you, you, you completed the mission. Yeah. Well, yeah, mission's interesting word because I always working on company culture, thought the, the best picture I could have in my head when someone asked what what is good culture, I was like, it's Ocean's Eleven. It's the scenes in Ocean's Eleven where they ha- they've assembled a team of like every single person has some ninja expertise yeah. 
in one area. Yeah. But none of them are alike. And they actually highlight that in the movie, how different they all are. But they come together on one mission and they're using those collective talents to make it happen. And you see all these parts of the movie where the mission actually fails if you don't have each of those people and the collaborative way they work. Right. And I always just, it sounds nerdy, but like I longed for work to feel like that. Yeah. Because I wanted to be on a mission and do something that none of us individually could do. But unfortunately, the past few decades where, where corporate America has taken us is on teams, you're actually competing against each other. So we've literally, <laughs> we've literally deconstructed that whole idea of Ocean's Eleven and made it the opposite, mm-hmm. where we have to compete to look better than our peers versus being on a mission together. And I, I actually think for me, deep down, that's at the heart of why startup cultures become kind of sexy or like the cool thing mm-hmm. is because we're longing for that being on a mission together. And I, what I have felt since the opening of Lost Office is this is a place that helps you get back to that, that yeah. kind of Ocean's Eleven. I was going to say Scooby-Doo and the <laughs> Mystery Machine, but Ocean's Eleven works too. Yeah, <laughs> give me your Scooby-Doo version. <laughs> that sounds think, more fun. We're not going to go there. I could get into the Mystery Machine. and Okay, we'll give... Well, I have just one thought yeah, on that, though, too, because uh, I think it's incredibly important because I feel like we've all sort of experienced at some point in our professional career the different assessments, which I know that you guys are familiar with, that tell you who you are and give you a rating, and there's all kinds of great ones out there. But it's a lot of times it's the classic, we do that in the moment, we have the discussion to figure out and dig deeper about who we are and then learn about others, and then it's the kind of like, now it goes back on the shelf and we go back to our job, so... The team here is thinking about like, how do we pull that into the moment and moment and the experience, at least while they're here. So like, what are some of the tools and things that we can make available to teams that just kind of inject into their day that reminds them of who the person across from there is in the actual working environment while they're here and put mm-hmm. into practice? Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next super oh, question was I was going to ask you to to tell us a little bit about some of the tools that are available because it isn't just the space. I think that's what makes it really unique too, is there's some tools that are added on for them when they yeah. use the space. Yeah, we, we, we're going to have layers. Um, and I think the important thing to, to, to kind of say about the tools in general is that there are so many great tools out there. I mean, any team uh, in any organization probably has access to some great technology, some great processes challenges is that they're just not t- tapping them deeply enough, mm-hmm. right? So you look at something like Teams, you look at something like uh, Miro, which is a, a virtual whiteboarding tool, which is actually something we do have in this space. People are just starting to understand what they can even do for them. So for us, uh, Miro uh, is one of the big tools that we have in the space. It's basically like a virtual whiteboard backbone. Mm-hmm. Um it's available in any room, on any board. We have rolling boards that you can kind of move throughout the spaces. Uh, and it um, it's a a substitute or an alternative to, to a traditional whiteboarding. Um, and the beauty of it is that it's a simple tool to use. Um, and it captures everything electronically, which eliminates... One of the biggest problems with whiteboarding and, collabor- and collaborative collaborative environments that people have, which is who's going to transcribe the note. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Right? Yes, we're like we always oh, take a so picture going over my pictures, and yeah. then someone types them later. It's so frustrating. Yeah. So teams that come here, you know, we we can very quickly give them their own 
Miro board. Yeah. Uh, and I we love can, that. At the end of their session, within 30 seconds, we can output everything that they did. Yeah. Right. And then using, you know, AI tools, we can transcribe and then summarize everything that they that they accomplished over the day. Yeah. Well, and even to add to that, because someone who was visiting the other day said, this is so great, but you know, we have, we have a hybrid situation. So I don't know if this works for us. I was like, no, 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 that's actually something it's built for yeah. at the core, because to your point, one of the big uh, digital whiteboards is also, um, I love that it has the ability, let's say there's five people in the room here on the Zoom call and three people remote. Well, the three people remote have their own little bubbles for their face and their own microphones. But what they see is just a room of tiny ant people that they can barely see and hear. Well, this board actually pulls out each individual in the room. So they all have five separate faces with five separate microphones. And it's just things, little things like that that actually make or break that really important hybrid strategic planning call. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Feeling like you're completely connected to the person that you're looking at, no matter whether they're virtual or live. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just back up for a second. Mark, can you explain the different ways yeah, teams yeah. will use Lost Office? Yeah, yeah. So um, at the highest level, think in those moments when teams need to gather in person for something very strategic, very critical, something they want to explore, and they need to gather in person and be their best productive selves while being inspired. But think more practically. So think about it's, you know, leaders that get together every quarter, a couple of days to do their strategic planning. Think um, critical sort of like project kickoffs where a team needs to come together and kick off a big program or project, or it's a major milestone that they need to get together for a couple of days just to go through the work and work together on it. Um, think of um, innovation, prototyping workshops where they're trying to get out of space in a new space and need help thinking through some big, you know, innovation challenge. Um, but we're even seeing things like, you know, folks like recruiting, onboarding. How do you welcome people into the company and the culture in a place that feels special for them? So a whole bunch of different scenarios. And it's going to be um, fun experimenting with teams about what those look like. But at the end of the day, when they need to be together in person and be their best selves as a team that's not in their daily work, in their normal rhythms, this would hopefully be a place for them. Yeah, we've got, I think in the coming weeks, we've got a group coming in for uh, just a team offsite. And we've also got uh, a group coming in to do a, a film premiere showing. So it's a pretty wide gamut of, yeah. of use cases. Yeah. What if a team wants to come in for an offsite, but they're lacking some of the, like the creative side, like, you know, yeah. we're coaches. Like so people come agenda. to, yeah, they're, they're like, do you have any ideas for us? We do that all the time for people because they know what to do about the work, but they don't know what to do about, you said it, the inspiration side. Yeah. 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 Well, and, the, and part of the reason why why you guys are part of our team, right? Everyone on our team uh, has, you know, I hate to say it, but probably decades of experience uh, as uh, a consultant, whether it's with organizational transformation, team dynamics, collaboration, strategic planning, innovation, brand design, you name it. We've been in the business for quite a while. Um and what that allows us to do is to to provide teams some guidance around how to design the right kind of experience. Yeah. So we feel like one of the 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 most beautiful kind of gifts we can offer when people come to our space is 
uh, looking at their 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 agenda uh, and their plans and helping them think through ways to make that experience better. So we may, you know, offer different types of 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 activities. Uh, look at ways we can maybe reflow their agenda, give them more ways to do some inspiring things within it, give them tools to you know, strike up a conversation in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then equally uh, kind of give them a little bit of coaching on how to use the tools in the space better so mm-hmm. that they can be more productive, whether it's the technology or, you know, the towel sets that we're creating for people to kind of lead their conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how there's that two-sided Hey, we can help you make any kind of meeting or conversation more effective, whether it's the tools, the the facilitation, kind of being a partner to make that more, to flow better. But then also you mentioned it, Christian, is inspirational experiences. Mm -hmm. And that is a very unique part of Lost Office that, yes, we've all facilitated thousands of offsites at different locations. And I've never once seen a place that, that actually builds in little pops of unexpected, hidden, inspiring moments mm-hmm. that maybe spark creativity mm-hmm. or that help you connect in a new way. And I mean, we're intentionally being mysterious about that because that's the point. <laughs> the yeah. point is there's surprises that and can I'll, be baked I'll, in I'll, as well. I'm going to speak on behalf of my business partner oh, briefly, but like two examples of that, right? So mm-hmm. we... There's a lot of neuroscience in the space, I'll just say. So behind the space, everything from the the way the air smells to the plant life, and there is a lot of plant life in the space, uh, to the food that we have available. Everything is designed to kind of reduce anxiety and increase focus and flow. Um, but we do other little things, as you're saying, Steve, like uh, inspiration. So we have something uh, that, that we call snack time. Seems kind of simple, right? But uh, it's a mental break, uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, and it's a little bit of a surprise for people that come here, but it's a way to kind of, you know, break people out of their brains for a little bit and reset a little bit and get in- inspired again. And then now to the, to the, to the Mark part of the equation, uh, the big inspiration is finding meaningful team experiences uh, where you can uh, focus on improving empathy and our ability to see each other as human beings and to, to solve problems together differently. One of the offerings that we have is uh, kind of created by the nonprofit organization that Mark started, which is the Giving Notes Project. And the idea of Giving Notes Project, I'm going to speak on your behalf here for a minute because you, you won't you'll be humble it. about it, <laughs> is to gift people songs that need a story about them told. And it's a beautiful, a beautiful program because it's not, it's not like the, hey, let's create a giant check, a, right. a song about our team and make it fun and funny. It's, it's really using music creation as an empathy tool. Uh, and his, his team will work with the corporate team or the team that's in here to, write a story about someone uh, on that team and really understand them. And then by the time it's done, which is over the course of a day, they've got a song, a beautiful song. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
There's so Which much. Steve, we might need some drumming help on some of these songs when it yeah. gets to it. Listeners, so, Steve is an incredible drummer. One yeah. of the best drummers I've yeah. ever played and with. And then I will make Lug. the song about me with my drum solo <laughs> that comes in at the end. Yeah, I think we could go on and on about the things that make this place special. Um, and I wanted to share so people know about it if their team needs a place to retreat and get away or to do focused work or to be inspired. But also because some of some of what we're talking about can just spark ideas for people. We all work with teams and we know that a lot of people set their goals already in January. But what I would love to have a discussion now about is what are we hearing them talk most about around their goal setting? What are the themes that they're talking most about? Mm -hmm. Where you want to start? Um, <laughs> so many topics. Yeah. So many things. I know that I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they, well, we hear this all the time, that they wish they had more time. Yeah. And the wish they had more time for creativity. Yeah. I think you hear a lot of, you know, simplification. How do we simplify everything that our team does, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way we get our work done. I think that's a big one. Uh, and to me, that challenge is one of really digging into how your team is organized and the processes that they use and then really leaning into the tools that are used. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people want to change, but they, they're comfortable with the way we use you know, office, yeah. the way we use Teams or Slack. Um, and there's so many efficiency opportunities that can be tapped into. So I think that's a great goal, like to really kind of reflect on what are what what are the tools we're using right now as a team and are we really using them to the best of their ability, right? Yeah, to kind of step back and question, it's that whole question the status quo thing. Like there's a way that's just been ingrained and to stop and look at it from above and say, does that make sense anymore? Has anything changed? Yeah. I mean, I'll use a very, very specific example. And I feel like a lot of organizations have probably already transitioned here. But like, you know, a couple of years ago, whether it was um, uh, Google or uh, Microsoft Office, added collaborative capabilities, right, into PowerPoint, Word, all those kinds of things. And for a while... Like no one trusted it. Yeah. They're like, there's no way I'm doing that. It's not going to work. Oh, for yeah. sure. Right. Or it felt like cumbersome, like too and much so extra then, effort. Right. And so then someone sends the Word document and email to their colleague and then they have to wait maybe a day until they get their edits back to it. That alone is a productivity nightmare. Yeah. Right. You could save so much time. Right. So a lot of companies have already kind of moved towards that, which mm -hmm. is great. The question is, okay, what else? Mm -hmm. right, where are those other places where we can just shave off a half an hour of my time, an hour of my time during a day? It all starts to add up. My favorite is the, uh, speaking of Office and Google, the calendar, whoever just made the original design decision is blocked into hours and kind of half hours with a dotted line. Yeah. So by default, we all just schedule an hour when sometimes all you need is three and a half minutes. This is one of the reasons we love Voxer because it naturally shaves off mm -hmm. that 57 minutes. But, but I think that's another, wait a minute, let's look at this. Does it need to be seven hour long meetings really? Mm -mm. And so what happens is n there's no time to prep to make the meeting effective. So we waste a bunch of time just trying to get the meeting to arc to something helpful. 
And if somebody just spent five minutes prepping for a meeting, we could have a 10 minute effective meeting and actually accomplish more in 15 than we did in an hour. Preach, brother. Mm-hmm. Which that one to me is like the burning, overwhelming, whoa, th- that's thank you, COVID. Thank you that that one highlighted. Mm-hmm. You're bringing uh, Mark Scrum Master back. No, life. Scrum Master. <laughs> hey, I'm a Scrum We're Master We're not going to go too. that far. Yeah. I'm not sure I ever actually fi- no, really completed it. it, but I don't know. <laughs> one of the other things that came to mind too, when you think about what are teams either prioritizing or thinking about from a goal perspective is I feel like we've heard again, I know we're further out of COVID, but coming out of COVID where teams are just trying to reset and just rethink about like just their daily working norms and rhythms and how they communicate together in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say one specific one that that we've heard is around um, how they make decisions. Um, I think that we saw and heard that, hey, whatever we were doing during COVID, when we were all kind of in scramble mode, we got more efficient at the way that we're making decisions together because we had to. We had to. And the the day demanded that we have to break down some of these silos and the way that we serialize who knows what first and those sorts of things. And Mm -hmm. so we've heard from clients like, how are we going to like institute that this year in terms of how we can come to a decision that's not going to require the 14 emails or the three meetings or the this person needs to know that first so how do we think about as a team to just get better at that yeah Yeah. here's one that came up that uh was a goal for a leader i was talking to is a lot of companies are going back in three days a week and so i was checking in on the pulse and the tone of the people who are and he said the higher the level people are not complaining because when they come together, they are they have reasons to come together. Yeah. So there's collaboration and decision making and things like that. Mm. But the lower the level, the if that's what we call it, you guys, <laughs> um, coming into the office three days a week, there is a lot more grumbling because what's happening with is they're still going there and going on Zoom and finding putting on their headphones yes. and, and sitting so down. because they're not doing enough collab, their collaboration is not happening with each other. Right. And he was saying that is something we have to solve for. So it's working at the a particular level and not working at another level. And I thought he said that is a, something we have to solve for this year. I thought that was a really well um, organized yeah. way of thinking of it. Here's another one that's same vein but different. Teams that are distributed. Um, and no, we need some cadence of getting together in person. Maybe it's also some virtual get together, but specifically in person and what's the right balance or cadence of that. Mm-hmm. So it's similar because what you're talking about is on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then what I heard from a leader was more on the looking at the whole year. Every, do we do it once a month? Do we all get together? What does that look like? And the value of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it, not just the when do we come together, which I think was the first kind of question maybe a year or a year two years ago. Now it's like, why are we coming together and what are we going to do when we come together? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I have the same problem. So Greenhouse is spread now all <laughs> over the place. And that has been my main thought this past week. Is yeah. Next year, this year, how if we're going to spend that kind of money and time to get everyone together, it can't just be to hang out. No, I would love it to be, but it can't. So so what is the purpose? And if you wait until there's some big problem to solve together, then that's already too late. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious for everyone can speak for themselves, but what are you each most excited about 
What do you personally, like what actually gets you personally excited about thinking, uh, um, imagining a team being here at Lost Office and what mm. they're, what they're going to accomplish and experience? I'll take a shot. I, um, I think about a day when a team is ending their day here and they've experienced, like we've said, not only solving the challenge, feeling like they were productive, feeling like they got through the agenda, feeling like they did it efficiently and well together, but that they uh, connect as humans in new ways that they would in the office at the same time is a great bonus. So I'm imagining how you, how the coaching, how you folks have come around, you folks, how Greenhouse has come around this team to help them see and work differently, that they've been inspired by the tools that they use, that they've basically felt their most productive collaborative selves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll take a kind of a hook off of that. For me, like, there's a lot of table stakes for us when a team comes into the space and the the inspiration that they feel when they're here. But when I am like overjoyed is when someone comes into the space and they learn one little new thing about how to work better or to collaborate better, whether it's like you were saying, like learning to use Miro, right? Um, it could be that they learn one little tool to kick off a, a meeting and a conversation better. And they take that back with them. And that starts to change uh, how they collaborate no matter where they are. Like if we can give that to people every time they come in here, mission accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to slowly change how people think about collaborating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. What about you, Cindy? The thing that comes to my mind that I'm looking forward to most is probably through the eyes of a facilitator mm. is about the energy that the space is going to provide because I love that there's many different vibes here. And so I'm looking forward to most is that a team can come in and we can move them throughout different vibes throughout the day, which keeps energy up, which means at the end of the day, it is a successful day because we have that flexibility and the space to be creative with the vibes. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, that is a whole segment we could have had on the different working <laughs> modes and how this place, Christian, you mentioned it was designed with a lot of neuroscience and uh, biophilic design, all these things in mind, but there's also the different modes of work, yeah. which we, yeah, as facilitators, really it's always important. frustrating when you're stuck in one conference room all day, yeah. but you're trying to do six different types of things. Mm -hmm. It just is so hard. It is. This place has different spaces for different modes and like the one we're in now can be rearranged for different modes of work. Mm -hmm. It's like a transformer. It's a transformer. <laughs> it is. An Ocean's Eleven transformer. <laughs> I'm seeing, I'm finally seeing the childlike wonder of Christian today during this podcast. It's all in there. It's in there. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah, I think mine is similar to what some of you mentioned that I've always just dreamt of like, can work feel like you're fully alive, at least sometimes, mm. where you really are, bring your whole self, you feel fulfilled, like you did something meaningful. And I do really believe this is a place where that will happen most of the time. And, um, and so I look forward to a team. Yeah. At the end of the day, feeling that sense of fulfillment and satisfaction, not just because they got some things accomplished, but because the way they did it was, um, a really enjoyable way. And I think for me, um, the bigger dream is then 
they do take some of those learnings back to their day-to-day work. Mm. So I, I hope that this place transforms workplace culture because people learn a, a new way to work here, but they take it back with them. Mm. Can I just pile onto that one real quick? Because we were talking to some folks at a local university here too, some graduate students too, and I think it's so important. Um, I think it is so important that um, we realize that we're not going to ultimately as a part of a team, find this I've arrived moment where I've like completely figured out exactly where I'm supposed to be in what role on what team for the rest of my life. But it's about, like you said, the way that you work, that finding how you give everything that you bring in your strength and passion in that one moment, on that one PowerPoint slide, <laughs> on that one comment in the team conversation, on that one thing in that day. Yeah, and I love that because we can offer that sort of mindset that folks can take back and let go of the one I have to arrive at the yeah. ultimate thing. That's that's a huge win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's right on. I mean, that's what I see mostly in my coaching work is myself and people who, who we talk with, they were all looking for the perfect job. Right. And the realization that that probably doesn't exist, right. but wherever we're currently at, we could actually make it a lot, a lot better. 